just when you thought we talked about Shudder too much on this show, well, guess what? You haven't heard nothing yet. Shudder originals and exclusives on this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Welcome, gang, to another amazing episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I am your host, Insane Mike. This is episode 261. On this show, we will be talking about Shudder. If you don't know what Shudder is, it is a streaming service for all things horror. Shudder began with an invite-only beta testing uh, thing uh, here in the U.S. starting in the summer of 2015. By October of 2016, Shutter was fully out of the beta testing and had expanded to Canada, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. Nowadays, Shutter has grown to be the best in streaming horror content. They have grown so much that they do a lot of their own original programming and exclusive releasing of different horror films uh, from all over the world. Sounds awesome, huh? Shutter is so awesome that they even sponsor our show. Because Shudder is the sponsor of Attack of Killer Podcast, we have the ability to give our listeners a free month of Shudder. So to get that free month, enter our promo code AOTKP. Get your first month for free. Gonna get hooked, I promise. The films, so the films we will be discussing on this episode are Shudder Originals and Exclusives. Now, what is Attack of the Killer Podcast? This is your first time listening. We are a horror movie podcast. We're a group of friends. We get together. We talk about horror movies within a certain topic. Now, we're just friends hanging out, talking horror movies, so there may be spoilers. If you like our show, consider joining our Patreon. Hold on a minute. This isn't your mama's Patreon. When you donate to our show, you become part of a special group of horror fans we call The Attackers. As an attacker, you get way more perks and benefits than most other podcasts. Shutter the Patreons. You get shout-outs on the show and the website. You can get an official membership card, certificate, and sticker. You get a lot more content, such as bonus episodes, various exclusive YouTube shows, such as video updates and say Mike's Women in Top Ten list, killer critiques. There is so much we offer our attackers that there's just too much to talk about right now. So check it all out for yourself by going to the site. Go to jointheattackers.com. Again, that's jointheattackers.com and become an attacker today. Now is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. If his life story was made into a movie, it'd be NC-17. It's just like The Crying Game, but with way more penises. Andy, everybody! (laughs) Hi, from me and my penis. If his life story was made into a movie, it wouldn't be rated R, because he's not a pirate, even though he has a pirate beard. Tad! Hey, guys. Arg. And as if and if his life story was made into a movie, it'd be rated G. Jason. Hey, everybody! 
How's it going? It's because, uh, because you're so childlike and innocent. Thanks, I'm innocent. Gee it, golly, Willikers. Oh my. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this show. I appreciate it. What's wrong with you? I don't know. You have nothing better to do? Why are you tuning <laughs> into this? What are you doing? <laughs> All right. So many people ask the crew, <laughs> what do we do when we're not watching movies for the show? What we do in our spare time is, well, we watch movies. So here's Tad with what we watched. What we watched. It takes me by surprise every week. I always forget I have a segment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jason, what have you watched? Well, here's the thing. I haven't watched any movies since the last episode i want to not even the ones we're going to talk about Uh uh-oh i know i'm gonna fake this one just watch (laughs) see (laughs) but uh i will talk about um i have been watching a lot of apple tv lately and um i just finished a a a show on there that i really really love a lot and it's called the morning show and it stars jennifer aniston reese witherspoon uh, billy crudup mark duplass juliana margulies and steve carell uh, it, here's what it says. An unapologetic, candid drama that looks at the modern workplace through the lens of the people who w- help wake up America, pulling back the curtain on early morning TV. And so I, I, here's the thing. So Aaron Sorkin is like my favorite writer of movies and TV, and he's done like three of – I mean, I, I love everything, everything he's done, but he's done three shows that are – kind of like this uh that are kind of like behind the scenes stuff the the newsroom maybe you've seen that or sports night one of my favorites or studio 60 on the sunset strip um these are i just love his i love his writing so much and uh and so i think just by watching all of his stuff i've it's made me enjoy this behind the scenes of tv stuff you know and, and so this is really cool show it's um you get your normal uh, the gamut of employees from the guy who grabs coffee to the head of the network and like it's uh, super intense and super dramatic and and another thing that's great about the show is that it it's um set in our reality but only like a few years ago so, like, the first season is really about the Me Too movement and a lot of, of the bad shit that goes along with that and how it affects uh, these girls and this workplace and this uh, television network. And holy fuck, it's it's great because it it really doesn't shy away from the uncomfortableness of, of like, just showing all sides of it and it's like pretty fucking crazy and and smart and and really important that all sounds boring no no (laughs) and uh yeah and um second and then in, in the second season um it starts to get into a little bit of uh covid is starting to happen which is just kind of a backdrop of what's going on but Super dramatic, super fun. Well, is it fun. really fun? I was going to say. Gonna it say sounds like that back on the phone all the more. things we deal with every day in life. Uh, I can't wait to get to the COVID season. Woo! 
No, it's 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 interesting on a on a you know a drama level. You, you just you know the you you, lo- you start to love these characters and what's going to happen and and um I don't know. I I really like it. it I, I'm kind of interested in the simple fact that it's a show about making a show, right? Yeah, it's behind the scenes. I, I of, love yeah, I love sh- movies or shows about making making art whether it be a mo- making a movie or making a show or whatever yeah and, and i think like and the the cast that they picked uh a lot of the characters in there are, are playing out of their wheelhouse i mean steve carell's the big bad oh wow that does the bad um billy crudup is like the super i mean he's the super powerful guy but he's like really happy and smiley which is like the opposite of everything i know about him but uh um yeah it's it's really good it's really good really smart so that's what i've watched the morning show on apple tv not a sponsor i have a a friend here in burlington her cousin i believe is on that show so yeah oh wow yeah she's recommended it and i'm a bad friend and i have not watched it anyways andy what have you watched I haven't watched much either the, other than the movies because I was partially on vacation and then I was partially um, doing went other to Texas. Yep, went to Texas Sprite Mirror. It was it was fun. Um, but getting back to the segment, I did watch uh, Conversations with a Killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes, which is creepy as hell. Um. Any of you guys don't know, that's a guy that killed and raped and molested, you know, young boys in the Chicago area back in the late seven, well, mid to late seventies. And he probably did it while dressed up like a clown. So I'll let that, you know, image marinate in your heads before you go to bed. Um, but as I was, you know, doing work, my work upstairs, I found out that Tubi has all every single episode of Freddy's Nightmare, so I decided to yes. check it out. Ugh. Um, <laughs> did I hear? Ugh? It's did. not. It's not good, guys. Uh, well, it wasn't well, good back then, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't hold up today. But I don't care. I still think it's awesome. Well, here's here's the deal. When I was watching and um, the uh. <laughs> like the never sleep again thing. And these, these guys that, you know, they had a segment on there about Freddy's nightmares, you know, cause I wanted to watch this never sleep again before I went to Texas Frightmare because they had a nightmare three reunion. And I just wanted like, you know, uh, just like a refresher course before I went there. But when they were talking about Freddy's nightmares, they said that they looking back on them, they, they weren't that good. Well, I'm here to tell you that they, they're wrong. They're fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, Jesus dude. So Christ. bad. Unwatchable. I think, oh, <laughs> I think what they did is they got a baboon. They put him in a padded room with a pen and paper, probably with a fifth of Jack Daniels and whatever he wrote down <laughs> probably became the script for a fucking Freddy's Nightmare episode. They probably said, here, you stupid bastard, write something. Uh, there's no coherent storytelling whatsoever. I mean, it's nice to see, you know, 
Lori Petty and Diane Franklin. I mean, Bill Mosley and Brad Pitt were in the episode, but it's the drizzling shits. It's terrible television. <laughs> the drizzling awful. <laughs> Did you? I started watching it too, but I didn't get very far because I just was like, oh, it's on here. And I clicked on an episode and then. Was like ah, I'll watch this later. But did you watch the f- the first one um, at all? The uh, no, no more, more Mr. Mr. Nice Guy. That's actually not bad. But here's my thing: I started watching it, and I totally forgot about how the whole episode opens, where it starts off as a news report, and then like the screen goes to static, and like the guy disappears from the screen, and then reappears in front of the courthouse, and then has to be, doesn't know where he's at, and then he's given a microphone and a sheet, and then turns around and does a news report about the trial of Freddy Krueger. What the fuck was the point of the beginning of him tra- you know, being transported from one news thing to another news thing? What That was I, weird. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Well, well, the the series is full of these moments. N- none of this shit. Makes I get any that, sense. but I always thought in my in my memory is that that first episode was the most coherent of of the whole of the whole show, but apparently not. Well, well, yeah, it sets it sets the course for things to come. It only goes downhill from there, you know. And and that was directed by Toby Hooper, by the way. Oh yeah, the first episode. Um. But yeah, as I, as I was, you know, working upstairs, I kind of put it on to like, you know, cause I was doing stuff up there and, uh, just, uh, and I was working around things and I, you know, when you put stuff on that you can watch slash not watch kind of like white noise. And then you stop for a little while, you watch a little bit and then you, you know, and then you keep working. But e- even doing that was like rough. It was just like, why? It's not even good enough for background noise. It's like, exactly. You know, and you know, it's, of course it's Freddy. You, you kind of want to like it. I mean, I guess the only thing that I saw that they did was kind of somewhat good, like in, you know, in the progressing episodes is that they had re they did have reoccurring characters come up in other episodes like you know daughters of characters that had already died and even even though that they, these were different stories they had like they tried to tie in the fact that you know all this nasty shit was happening in springwood all this stuff happens in springwood which you know makes it like literally like the worst town in the world to live in it's like worse than haddonfield it's worse than anywhere trouble is it's probably some of the worst television i've ever fucking seen (laughs) um but yeah other other than that and then trying to in and then getting the movies watched i didn't i didn't you know i guess i didn't have anything i didn't have anything left in me because i just watched something so fucking awful (laughs) that um i just couldn't do i couldn't do it anymore um, but yeah, Freddy's nightmares, uh, avoid it if you can folks, but I mean, if it's y- like, which you of, can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, but if you want a challenge, I mean, if you really want a challenge, um, it's on Tubi every single episode. All right, Mike, give me something good. Okay. Um, I actually watched some stuff. So there we go. Good. Uh, I'll start with the most recent thing I watched. Uh, the boy and I went to the theater and watched uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. I take it from 
uh, my fellow podcasters that I'm probably the only one who saw it. Nope. Oh, you saw it opening you saw it night Thursday. Yeah. Oh. What'd you? Th- I thought it was awesome. I really thought it was great. Uh, it was. I mean, obviously, have it Sam Raimi's to it. I mean, yes. it's a, it's a Sam Raimi movie that <laughs> is in the Marvel universe. First and foremost, they let him make a Sam Raimi movie, which is cool as fuck. Yes, but. And a big but. I think if this would have come out like two months ago, I would have probably really liked it. And I cannot help but compare multiverse movies. And I was like, man, this doesn't even begin to touch everything everywhere all at once. So the timing, like I was like, it it just, uh, I'm not going to dwell on the negative. You go ahead and tell me what you thought. I thought it was great. Um, I will do my best to keep my mouth shut on spoilers. But, you know, I feel like you get... You know, you get some things that you want out of Sam Raimi movie, and you actually, as a Sam Raimi fan, and you actually get those things. So um, I'll leave it at that. There's, you know, some just yeah. It was it was just really. I thought it was really great. Simon loved it. Um, uh, you know, every time we see a Marvel movie, I think we leave with bruises because every time there's like, you know, nods to things or cameos or whatever. We're just punching each other in the arms in excitement. And so, <laughs> so there's a particular scene where he's just like, Oh my God. And just hit me in the arm. Um, he says it's his favorite movie. Uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. Cause it feels Simon, like, I was say right now in time, Simon's favorite movie is a Sam Raimi film. Hold on to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I got, I'm kind of excited now to see the evil dead movies. Um, uh, he actually knew who Ash Williams was and I'm like, how do you know? And of course it had to do with video games. So, uh, it's cool. It's like, it, it, I mean, it's again, not spoiling anything. It's definitely like, it, it feels like army of darkness with Dr. Strange. It, yeah, it really does. And it's, it's got a lot of that Sam Raimi humor in it. Um, that, you know, cause like every Marvel movie has humor and I feel like the, <clears throat> that style of humor is the Marvel movie style. But so you got that, but I also feel like it's got that Sam Raimi style of humor in it as well. Some of that kind of stuff. Absolutely slaps slapstick and yep. uh but also yeah, horror comedy with yeah. I, I, it's hard, really hard not to talk about it without spoiling things. Exactly. So I should probably move on before I mess up. <clears throat> anyway, so um but check it out. Um I also watched a movie called a documentary called Mail Order Murder. <laughs> The story of Wave Productions uh, came out in 2020. Anybody seen this? Anybody even know what I'm talking about when I say Wave Productions? No. Can't say that I do. Okay, check this out. Uh, It's a documentary about the infamous New Jersey-based horror and custom video company Wave Productions. Wave was a no-budget film company that would allow its fans to script and finance custom movies. So you basically, they were mail order movies. You would write to Wave uh, with your check or whatever uh, for whatever their fee is and what you want for a movie and they would make it for you and mail it to you. And it's interesting because there was a, seems to be a lot of fetishes going on in some of these movies they, they uh, ended up having to make. Um, it was a cool doc. Definitely check it out. I, I just love documentaries about this kind of stuff just because I always find it so inspiring and, you know, it just, it makes me want to get back to shooting something. So 
uh, check it out. And then <clears throat> in true Insane Mike fashion, the other thing that I've watched was more just trash cinema uh, from 1992. It's on Shudder, uh, Winter Beast. Uh, this was a movie that was released back in the day when Tempe Video um, was around, and they would uh, they would have mail order. You, you know, can mail order their uh, catalog of movies. And I know this one was one that I never got around to seeing or ordering, um, <clears throat> but I, I remember it in their catalog. Uh, the film is very, very, very no budget. Do it yourself. It's very poor quality. Poor acting, poor directing, poor production, everything. Um, the film makes no sense, but uh, uh, so let me see if I can try to explain the um, the story. Uh, people are being killed off near a populated mountain ra- mountain lodge, uh, with the legend with a legend claiming that the ma- mountain is haunted by deadly. Uh, Native American demonic curses. Uh, there's a lot of cool creature designs and some fun, cheesy, bad stop motion uh, animation going on. Um, so it's it, to me, it's worth it for all of all of that stuff. But I find uh, the nonsensical, uh, you know, bad choices that are made and confusing choices that are made in this movie a lot of fun to watch as well. Just like with bad screen direction, um, you know, weird set designs and all kind, you know, just all kinds of just weird decisions that I don't get. And it just feels like whoever edited the film also was not given a script if there was one when they edited it because the sequence of, of these scenes make no sense whatsoever either. Um, <clears throat> so if you dig that stuff, I highly recommend checking it out. You know, if you like stuff like Birdemic and whatnot, it's to me, I mentioned as I love Birdemic, um, I understand how literally cringing it is to watch at times for probably a lot of people, probably most people, probably all people. Um, so I, I don't feel like this is, this is as bad as that, but I also still feel like I can put it on that level. Um, so yeah, but that's uh, that's what I watched. Excellent. And Ted, what did you watch? Let me see what I hated this week. It feels like everybody's Aww. down on things. No, uh, I've watched a lot for some reason. Um, I watched Doctor Strange also, and I let my opinion be heard, but I enjoyed it. And you know, if you're into the Marvel movies, you're gonna watch it. If you're not, it would not make much sense. You need to watch WandaVision to really understand it. So, oh yeah, that's right. I, I that was probably yeah. if I were to say anything negative about it, um, you cannot ever you cannot go in blindly on this movie. You have to know you have it is so connected to everything. It is the 28th film, I think, in the Marvel Universe, so you need to know your shit going in or it will be confusing as fuck. Yep. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, so I... Let's see. I'm just going to go for most recent what I watched. Um, you'll be hearing a podcast on this one soon. Vincent Price and uh, Roger Corman's The Pit and the Pendulum for the first time. Oh, cool. Jeez. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was a, a really fun cool unique movie i had it on my list forever it's part of the uh the uh, vincent price collection volume one i'm trying to whittle that down so 
be doing that one on my podcast here soon. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I watched the animated movie The Bad Guys in theaters on Sunday with my niece. Uh, obviously her pick, and it wasn't too bad. It had a had a good message, you know. Uh, sort of a cutesy little movie. It's like all the animals that people are afraid of. It's like a shark, a wolf, a tarantula, a snake, and a piranha are this like group this group of animals that go on these heists and steal and rob, and everybody is terrified of them. And then when they get a taste of people not being prejudiced against these animals. It's like, Oh, we can be good guys. And yeah, it's a message of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Basically. Um, I watched Joe Bob Friday night. It had, he did black Sunday and death by temptation, which was new, but new to me. Very new. I had never heard of this movie. Have you guys seen it? It's a vampire movie. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's yeah, like a black, I've seen it. a black vampire movie. It's a trauma yeah. acquisition that uh, definitely does not fit into no. trauma. No, and and Joe Bob talked a lot about that and how when it hit the festival circuit, people were saying the director's the next uh, Spike Lee, and it got all kinds of mm-hmm. accolades and, and was getting all kinds of awards, and then it was like trauma picked it up and... Uh, Lloyd Kaufman, he he filmed a like a part of the end, and he was so terrified because he thought the movie was so good that he was going to ruin it. Uh, sort of funny little you know talk from from Joe hmm. Bob. A lot of, a lot of great interesting information about this one, and uh, of course tons of great info on Black Sunday as well. One of my favorites from mm-hmm. uh, discovering it on the show mm-hmm. is on. I think it was on my. Uh, it was my pick for the one of the unwrapped episodes because I have yep. that Bava yep. box set. Oh yeah. Um, other than that, uh, going way back, we watched uh, Night of the Living Dead and Anthropophagus on yeah. Joe Bob last week. That was a really cool double feature. That was uh, a great episode of Joe Bob. Um, that was probably one of my favorites in a long time. The longest one he's done, I think. It was six hours long, the episode was. So, I mean, he had uh, Sven Gulli on. Yes. That's, and, that's one of the reasons why it's one of the best. Episodes. And then the second segment, he had his former male girl, Honey, on. So uh, really cool to both episodes. You know, the, I mean, I guess it's one episode, but the whole thing was really cool. Both segments, um, a lot of fun. And then I've started, but I've only got one episode into the Paramount Plus series, The Offer. Um, you were talking earlier about a show about making a show. The Offer is the miniseries about making The Godfather. Um which is told from the perspective of Ruddy, who's a producer on it, Miles Teller. Um, it has Dan Fogler plays Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, it has Marlon Brando, you know, played by Justin Chambers. It has a really great cast. It's really well made. It's I think it's like three or four parts, and each episode's like an hour and a half, maybe something like that. But uh, I've only seen the first episode. I I don't want to binge it, and I just got other stuff I I need to get to. But it was uh it, the first episode was really good and. I love uh, movies about and series about making television and movies. And, and this story is fascinating. Um, I, I knew nothing really going in t- to this. And I'm learning a lot about how like the novel, the Godfather was sort of controversial because this, this author was telling the secrets behind the mafia and the mafia wanted to go after him. And, you know, Paramount wanted to make this movie, but they're afraid that the mobsters were going to come, come after them. And then Francis Ford Coppola didn't want to make it because he thought he'd be crossing the Italians. And uh, that's just the first episode. So mm-hmm. really cool stuff to see behind the scenes of how this all works and how people get, you know, 
this Al Ruddy guy basically got thrown the Godfather as like almost a punishment. Like, you know, you, you have one more chance to make a movie um, somehow. Ma- and it seemed like the impossible book to turn into a movie. And of course, now we know the history of the Godfather is, you know, regarded as one of the best films of all time. And yeah, so cool. Check that out. It's on Paramount Plus. That's what I've watched. All right. Thanks, Ted. So it's Twitter time. Time to vote for which one of us has the best answer to our latest question here on Poll Position. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of Poll Position. All right. Let's take a quick look back. And it was the episode that we weren't on there, Mike. Mm. Uh, the question was, what is the best horror film distributor? So you can't lose this time, Mike. That's good. Of course I lost. I wasn't on the episode. <laughs> Do you remember your answers? We all won. I'll tell hey. you. I'll tell you. Brian Clark says, American International Pictures. Andy says, Blumhouse. Ted says A24. Did you two vote? I did. Mike? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, poor Brian. He got 15% of the vote. Aww. And the winner with 54% of the vote, Ted A24. Mm. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> I mean, those are all good picks. I think yep. I said Raven's Banner uh, for <laughs> yeah. my second one. And Ted was like, what the fuck is that? that was so <laughs> and, then, and then I told him. And, and then, then he's then like, oh, yeah, okay, that's good. The thing is, is I know you've talked about Raven's Banner before because yeah. I have like a, I'm in my, uh, on my laptop in my notes, I have a little section all the way at the top of just like random notes from things that people bring up on the show. And I have Raven's Banner in those notes. Well, all right, let's get into this week's burning question of pole position. And the question is, what other streaming services besides Shudder has the best horror content? We're going to do our random sequence generator uh, to determine the order of picking in these two rounds of fun. We got Mike being one, I'll be two, Tad's three, and Andy's four. Let's get our order here. Oh my gosh, I get to go first, finally. And then Andy gets to go second, and then Ted gets to go third, and then Mike fourth and fifth. All right, so I'll go first. I'm going to... Ooh. I'm going Tubi. Damn it. Uh, That's why I wanted to go first. I knew somebody I know. was going to take I that I actually from had me. another one, but man, it's hard not. There is so much shit on Tubi. It, there is, man. It and is, its catalog is gigantic. It's endless. And it's also got Dark Side of the Ring on there, too. Also true. Yeah, yeah. I, like, here lately, um, oh, just like, okay, so um, <laughs> I started using... Brandy's account for Tubi. Oh, thank God. And, I know, right? You're welcome. Mine's already ruined, but go ahead. You're welcome. Well, now I've ruined hers. <laughs> Good, <yeah. laughs> 
I, I made I, she made the mistake. I asked her. I'm like, well, uh, you know, if if you want me to use to be your to be, uh, can I add to the list? And she's like, sure. And ruined. <laughs> yep. But Mike doesn't know that it's free, and he could just start his own account. But that's a lot of work. Yeah, that is too much work. Anyway, but uh, I found all the Santo movies. All the freaking Santo movies are on Tubi. Yeah, I'm watching those a lot. Mm-hmm. Too. All right, Andy, you get pick number two. I will go with Scream Factory TV. Ooh. Oh, There's dang, that's a good one. Night of the Demons, Hell Night. You know, you can watch all the, you know, re- basically all this. You can stream all the stuff that they basically <clears throat> have released out on, you know, Blu-ray, and then they wait for about four months, and then they release them on 4K <laughs> to make you spend more money. But, yep. um, yeah, I mean... Anything and everything is, you know, on there. I mean, you can watch old TV arcade shows. I mean, Carol Burnett. I mean, it's just like there's a there's such a wide array of stuff on there. But um, a lot of horror, a lot of good cult films, and just yeah, it's a, it's a cool channel in general. I don't want to sway the audience's <laughs> votes at all, and I don't want Jason to get more votes. Right, right. But you can access all of the Shout Factory stuff on Tubi too. It's so handy. <laughs> All right, Ted, pick three. What's your pick? Uh, I mean, can I go with AMC Plus because it has all the shutter? No, I probably shouldn't go that. <laughs> um, it's cheating. It is cheating. Um, I guess I will go with Pe- Peacock because they have the Universal Library. They yeah. do oh, new films. Cool. So th- they got Halloween Kills out this Friday. They have uh, Firestarter. Firestarter hits hits it first, you know, in theaters and huh. streaming there at the same time. Oh, on Peacock, huh? Yeah, and uh, oh, they have the, all the Friday Thirteenth films, all the Nightmare on Elm Street films, all the Child's Play films, and the Child's Play Chucky series. Um, they, I mean, it's surprisingly pretty damn yeah. good. And like I said, the original Universal monsters. How can you? I mean, no one else has those because it's Universal. <laughs> All right, Insane Mike, you're on the turn. You get pick four and five. All the good ones are gone now. Oh, man, I've got such a big list. Really? Oh, I had yeah. a hard time. I'm going to go with... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least you're sure. Well, here's the thing, uh-huh. as Jason would say. Here's the thing. I... um. It's it's personal, right? <laughs> like, no one's going to vote for me because these are personal picks. Because the good ones were taken. Um, but I'm going to go with Midnight Pulp. It's a good um, one. It is a really yeah. good one. Um, I'm, I've am i strayed from Midnight Pulp lately because I feel like they've been moving more of their content to their paid service. And there isn't as much of the free stuff on there anymore. Um, yeah. But, uh, but man, they a lot of great, a uh, lot of great Asian cinema. Um and uh, just a lot of great cult and grindhouse films too. Yeah, so. Nazi Nazi exploitation and shit like that. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so it is like almost to the point where I'm like, maybe I should just go ahead and do the paid service, but I haven't pulled that bandage yet. Um, but yeah, Midnight Pulp. Oh, oh, and then I get to go again. Huh? Yep. Well, let's see. Let's see. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Pluto TV. That's, I, I love that. Awesome, man. Yeah. Not even on demand. I love their horror channels. Like, yeah. if yep. I'm sitting down to eat and I don't want to commit to a movie, just throw in a horror channel. And it's like, oh, 
Devil's Rejects is playing. Oh, and it's, it's yeah. not even like like mainstream. It's like some pretty deep horror cuts. It's pretty they, rad. They do get some deep cuts, and it's just it is cool because it is something like after you have flipped through Shutter or Netflix or Hulu for an hour, and you're just like, I just want something for the background, and then you you just go to Pluto. It doesn't even matter if it's in the middle of a of a movie, and it, I don't know. There's something kind of cool about that. Maybe nostalgic of like. With commercials too, yeah. With commercials where you're you're forced to watch it from wherever it is because it's 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 just it's live streaming. So it's like <laughs> just back in the day when all we had was cable and you had to uh try to get get sat down in front of the TV at the right time to catch it from the beginning. It's why we love Shutter TV. Just Yeah, just because on. they have that too. It's yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Um and plus you have like, you know, personally for me, you have like the Rift Tracks and Mystery Science Theater 3000 channels. Oh, so many channels. Yeah, so many channels. So uh, that's my second pick. All right, 10, pick six. What you got? HBO Max. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. They have some some Stone Cold classics and a lot of the newer stuff. Uh, They have a mix of, I think, like the Alien franchises on there. They got the Exorcist. They got a lot of the, uh, the Blumhouse early stuff. Uh, and they've done some new new releases. I mean, Malignant was like first on there, yeah. you know, when the it hit Batman. theaters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just have to. D- d- let's not go there. But you know, just <laughs> we're not talking superheroes anymore, okay? But uh, <laughs> HBO Max, yeah. I mean, in general, it, not just horror, but just a freaking awesome streaming service. Uh, probably the best out there, I would argue. I mean, other than sh- <laughs> since we're not, you know, we can't mention Shutter. Right, excluded. Right, That's right. what our whole episode's about. But yeah. uh, you know, if HBO Max wants to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I I love it too because it's got the turn. Well, it's got all the DC stuff. But you know, I guess you just said we can't talk about superheroes. Now. But I I also really like the Turner Classic movie stuff. So you get a lot of cool stuff from that as well. Some Criterion stuff is in there. Uh-huh. Um, and like it's awesome because Turner Classic movies. You think like, oh, you know. These are the. This is gonna be stuff. This is gonna be stuff like Casablanca and and whatnot. But it has like all the Godzilla movies, and that's what's awesome. All right, Andy, pick seven. Well, a lot of the good ones are gone. I think. Um, This is a bit of an odd pick, but and this won't help me win. But screw it, I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm just gonna draw attention to it. Um, It's got a lot of. a lot of the goofy ass ginger dead man kind of stuff on it and, and shit like that. Like the really uh low budget uh cheesy stuff on it. But Mutant Sorority. Have you guys heard of this? I have. I I I flipped through that before. Yeah, it does definitely have some good stuff. Um yeah, and it's and it and it's got some older stuff on there too. I mean it's like um you know you can watch like what, like female vampire versus werewolf. I mean, just really, really weird, obscure shit. It's probably not very good, but at least you can say that you could actually have, Hey, I've seen it. Um, but yeah, they, they pick and they pick up good stuff as well too. So, but yeah, that's just another one that you might, um, flip through and check out. Well, all right. I can't believe this one got back to me. There's actually a couple it's kind of hard to choose from. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, this. This is one I don't have or never have, and but I've always heard about it and is probably the most comparable one to Shudder. 
And that is Screambox. Yeah, I've never checked that one out. I haven't it's either. It's all horror, guys. Huh. All horror. It's pretty I awesome. I shall check it out. Should. Yeah. Pure horror. For the best viewing experiences, you should use... Okay, watch every Award-winning indie films, classics, and newly discovered filmmakers. Screenbox. All right, we did it. Everybody get your butts over to Twitter at AOTKP. Get your votes in. Who picked the best alternatives to Shutter apps? Uh, let us know. And that is Pull Position. All right. Awesome. So I think now maybe it's time to get into talking about some Shutter movies, right? Good call. Thanks. Uh, well, since... You gave me that compliment. Why don't you go first, Jason? You got it. Okay, man. I'm so excited about this movie. Uh, I me loved too. it so much. I me hate three. I hate doing the comparing your, the th- three films we talk about because it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But this is the best one. This go is ahead clearly the best one of the movies we watched. So I hate to start it out early on this. But uh, it's from last year, 2021. It's called See For Me. Hey, sweetie, you okay? There's this new app I heard about, and it could be handy in case you need Okay, it. I'll check it out. Just a little step. Yep, I got it. Hi. Hi. Please, come in. All of Archie's food is in the pantry. I can show no, you No, I'll find it. Thanks. Ciao. Download C for me. Hey, what can I do for you? Hi, I'm locked out. Do you see a way I can get back in? Uh, let's move around the perimeter. You're right in front of a sliding glass door. Can you feel it? Be careful, Sophie. It's me, Sophie. There's people in the house. They're looking for me. Just stay calm. Where are they now? Close. If you stay down, you can make it. We need to get you to the basement and wait for the cops. Is there anything in my way? Wait, Sophie, wait! She dialed 911 12 minutes ago. You said the place was going to be empty. I can get rid of the cops. And why would you do that? Who's going to suspect the little blind girl, right? Could you open the door, please? (laughs) They're going to kill you. No one's going anywhere. I swear we can do this. You just need to trust me. He's in the room. Let him get a little closer to you. Inhale. And on my mark. Fire! (laughs) 
A group of thieves break into the luxurious, secluded mansion that Sophie is house-sitting. Sophie, a visually impaired former skier, must rely on Kelly, an army veteran living across the country, to help her fight back. Dudes, I love this movie. It was yeah. so awesome. Uh, directed- I'm sad I didn't see it for the uh, year-end episode. Oh, I know. Year. Me too. It would have been a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Randall Okita. It's a Canadian film. Eh? Uh-huh. Thank you. And uh, holy moly, it was fantastic. It's also got Kim Coates in it, as far as horror royalty. And some really good winter coats also. Also true, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, like I said, it stars uh, Skylar Davenport, who is actually blind. And she was Oh, is great. she? Was yeah. she? Oh, wow. I thought I read, yeah, she had a stroke at one point and lost her sight for it. I thought she blinded herself for this film, but... Oh. Gouged her own eyes out. Not true. Not true. Don't be ridiculous, Andy. We saw her eyes. <laughs> they can be glass. Anyways, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was so good because, like, I mean, at first she's kind of a snotty little shit, and you're like, maybe I want her to die. But then, like, she's cool, and, and it really does such an awesome job of um, putting you in – you're really going through it with her, you know? She's having a hell of a time, and – um, it plays on the fun things that, you know, your blind movies have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So legally blind due to a stroke and rare neurological condition. What what I loved about it was <laughs> something you. that you haven't touched on yet. Oh? That she is not innocent in this situation either. No, that she is goes, really She goes cool. in. Yeah, right away we learn, like, uh, you know, she, her mom's questioning her, her how she got this money. I got this really big tip from a rich person watching her house. Then she gets to the house and is using a friend to look up um, these wines at the house. And she's like, oh, I'm going to steal this wine because no one's going to suspect or even accuse a blind girl of stealing expensive wine. And then further into the ep- into the movie, she is going to side with these guys. And it looks like she's going to be in on it, which is adds a whole sort of unique twist that it's like even – the person you're rooting for is not necessarily innocent. And, uh, you know, they're really only, it's sort of weird. The only guy I really, or only person I almost felt for was the guy that was breaking the safe. He was sort of like, yeah, you know, he's he's the only sweetheart in the movie. Right. And I mean, even the girl that's on the other end of the see for me app, um, there's, you know, she obviously had some military training stuff, but she sort of, they never dig into it, but she hints that she's done some shit in her past too. Like when she's talking to her and she shows her how to get that sliding glass door open, she's like, how do you know uh-huh. how to do that? And she's like, you know, well, you know, I, I'm not perfect either. Like I had stuff in my my past and I hope I didn't just help a girl break into a house. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's cool that like, you know, I thought it was, it could have just been as simple as this blind girl is stuck in this situation, um, but they made it more complex. And I really thought that was great. Yeah, it came across to me as like the bizarro version of Don't Breathe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is which was weird because the girl on the other line was always saying, telling her to breathe. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with everything that you guys said. And like that the guy trying to crack the safe was like, 
you know, when like right right when they brought her into the room and they were kind of being rough her, he's like, what what are you what are you doing? You know, I mean, he was he was just there to do his heist and do his job, and the, these other guys were just you know being kind of jerks and um, but yeah, it's just uh the the development of the characters was was really well done you know it just wasn't you know this this sheepish the sheepish scared you know blind girl i mean even even disabled people you know have very bad character flaws and she had one you know so it it, it humanizes her a little bit better you know it's not your atypical you know just um helpless girl that's you know has you know a you know an impediment i guess i should say but yeah just the the way that the characters were drawn out and uh kim coates was you know i think he was just on the phone and then he appeared right you know so he wasn't there very long but always good to see him and but yeah I, i liked it i liked it for what it was i thought it i thought it was a good movie I really enjoyed it too. I thought it was great. Um, I liked the relationship between um, Sophie and Kelly, the the girl that yeah, uh, the that scene where she gets locked out and she calls that app for the first time and talks to well, not for the first time, I guess, but when she gets Kelly, it's the first person she she uh, talked to on that app, or you know, didn't work out. You know, she kind of was really frustrated with her and but when she got kelly there was obviously a little bit of a connection there and then when um when i I liked seeing that relationship grow just uh over the phone and the whole device of basically this person on the phone being her eyes as she's trying to uh, go through the house or when she's trying to shoot that guy you know uh and her telling her to like point the gun this way, you know, and it, I, that was just a really cool, really neat, uh, story, story device there. Yeah, they they gave, really uh, Kelly the video game experience. Yeah. Backstory. Right out of the gate showing her really games, showed know. it and then sh- showed it as she helped guide her gun that, you know, was really great. I like the misdirection of that first time when she gets, finally gets back in and, and gets to the code to put to turn the alarm off and and like we see Kelly see the password to this house I'm like oh shit what's going what does that mean Yeah am I the only one that Who's thought that? maybe at one point that it was the twist was going to be like that Kelly was also in on it Could have could have But yeah and it wasn't and I'm glad cuz I really I really like the char- the Kelly character a lot in this movie Yeah she went Back and forth, it was a it was a great arc, you know. Yeah, her deciding to help make the police go away. To holy shit, I can't get out of this, and I need to get out of here. And it was good. Well, and it's it's also interesting too, right? Because when the cop when the cops do show up, you know, Sophie and the criminals almost get away with it. Yeah, but then. Kelly is intervenes, not knowing what exactly what's going on at that point because they lost connection, mm-hmm. and so it's Kelly's fault that uh, things went south. Even though you know, even though she's do, obviously doing the right thing and trying to help yep. Sophie. Um, yeah, 
but in turn does help Sophie because it keeps her from going down that dark path with uh, helping the criminals and stealing that uh, that money. I also really like the score a lot in this one. It was really good. Yeah, it's a good score. Cool. Shadow. <laughs> yeah, I really, I was pretty surprised by this one. I mean, the poster looks like something nice. I, I don't know why it sort of, everybody missed it last year, it feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But really cool and unique. And I I'm even didn't look into it. And now hearing that she actually was blind makes a whole lot of sense because her performance was great. And I know uh, that can be really tough to pull off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, without looking hokey or, and, and I, I like that it was like, treated realistically i i did sort of question like what did we really need the whole like uh skiing thing i know at the end it was sort of like look she's skiing again with and and you know happy ending she has that bag of money but it's like i I don't know why we needed to have like a happy ending to it like that i don't know but that's not even i shouldn't even complain it was just great all around Mm -hmm. i'll check it out again it's something that i would recommend to people Mm -hmm. absolutely all right, Ted. Well, what is our next film we're going to talk about? Our next movie is from 2019, and it is The Furies. Okay, the theories. A woman is kidnapped and finds herself in an unwilling partic- as an unwilling participant in a deadly game where women are hunted by masked men. I believe I watched this one for the 2019 year-end episode, um, or I, I know I watched it at some point. I did not have many good things to say about it. I have less good things to say about it this time. Uh, it's a movie. Um there's about 30 that do it better, the story. So uh, I know Andy liked it. So what? sell it to me, Andy. Well, um, I, Sorry to put I you did. On the spot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It, it's fine. It was in my top 10 of, of 2019. I, I, I do remember that. I really dug the idea that you got one mass guy hunting um, uh, the, the other girls, and then you have one uh, of you know, each one of the mass men are assigned to protect the girls. And this is all done, you know, with, um, I, I guess I implants and, um, what these girls are seeing are, is then, um, I guess, uh, fed into virtual reality devices. So, I mean, it's just, um, it's like you're experiencing being part of a snuff film as, you know, or, 
being, you know, or being the killer as well. Um, I just, I, I really enjoyed the kills, particularly with the, the axe to the face where, you know, it's not, it's not just your traditional, okay, you know, you, you slam the axe down on the girl and, and you kill her. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not like that. It's long, it's drawn out and it's brutal because he holds her up against a tree and literally just pushes the blade into her face and forcefully just literally slices and just just pushes the blade across her face and just slices her face off and to me that's one of the most unique and you know cool slasher kills that i've seen in a long time um i guess you know uh maybe they could have made the the guys in the masks a little bit more i, I mean I, they were unique but I guess, you know, when there's too many of them, it kind of waters down. It, it it may water it down a little bit. And it's, I I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I mean, I had a good time with it. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious as to why Tad dislikes it so much. I mean, I can understand why you might dislikes it, dislike it, but I don't understand why you like it, dislike it that much. But you know, to each to each their own. I mean, I understand. Um, we, we just watched a better version a few weeks ago, The Running Man. <laughs> well, okay, that that's 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 fair. Um, I mean, I hated Rob Zombie's Thirty One. That's better than this. It's a better version whoa. of this. Oh wow! Oh, wow, that's uh, that's boring. that's harsh. I agree with that. Whoa! At least I it has thirty-one though, so it's oh, not about okay. not like. Okay. See, I didn't mind thirty-one. I thought it was all right. I hated thirty-one. That's too bad. Well, hate it's harsh, but yeah. so I guess for me, uh, all the 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 plot points. I guess maybe I'm too dumb because like I didn't think they did a great job of explaining. Nope, you're not dumb. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know the why the killers protect one and that whole thing i mean i'm not the that's cool they got bombs in their heads i mean if they i don't i didn't get that i mean i got yeah was that when their heads ex- was that explained or just was randomly any? when they would lose you'd see their heads blow up i think right. yeah once they once they lost a uh the one that they're supposed to protect we're only getting what these what these girls deduce yeah, and, and we, so we're left yeah. deducing a lot as well. You said deducing, and I knew that was and this movie is a big deuce. But the it seemed like an excuse to make some really cool killer dudes with cool fun masks and do lots of fun kills, and all that shit was awesome. Oh yeah, down with that. You know, it's just too bad didn't have a good story. But the uh, yeah, the kills and the killers were fucking cool. It felt like it was, I don't know, maybe the quality of it. It's like, it, it looked like a sci-fi channel movie. Damn. Oh, not that bad. The look of it. I mean, the cinematography. <laughs> that, that, did yeah. it not? The cinematography, it, it just did. looked so amateurish. And really? not, it, to me, if, like, you're, you're, if you can't get the good look to it, do it in almost like shaky cam, found footage. I mean, that's what Zombie did for 31. It's like, you know. Yeah, and it, I couldn't tell what the freak was going on in 31 because of that. Right. Shaky D- cam do shit. it in this, and then we don't see how bad it is because it's I can't see shit, you know? 
Um, and but Tad's, a, oh, Tad's really spot on about that. They even have like a perimeter thing in uh, in this film too. They can't cross the perimeter or, you know, oh, yeah. it screws with like the, I mean, it's like the same way that they did running uh, the prison in uh, Running Man. Or go check out um, The Hunt. I mean, I'm just trying to think of all these versions the that, did it, that did it better. You know, sorry. like $17.5 million budget. Holy shit, that's a lot of money on this. Australian for a small cast film. and yeah. Yeah, it must have all went to the cool slipknot mask budget. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which was cool. Slipknot's cool. Um I love that's an insulting slipknot. I'm sorry, slipknot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like wow. a ju- they they whoever did the you know <laughs> co- costuming is probably like a juggalo and he drives a oh, huge truck. See, what Tad doesn't know is he's still selling the film. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are the the Bretts are gonna go right to it if he hasn't already. Oh, oh well shit. I don't know what to what say you think, now. Mike, I don't since know. you love this movie. I didn't say I love it. Oh, let's see. I it. think I feel like I <laughs> I know I'm above Tad's level. Well, I know can't be below. Can't be below. I'm pretty sure I'm above Jason's level, but I'm totally not there at Andy's level cuz there's a lot there that is cool. Sure. Yeah, there's some great kills, some yes. cool gore. I freaking love. I'm with you, dude. I freaking love that. That that is the, the coolest axe. scene of the whole movie of him sliding that axe right. blade across her face and just slicing her face off like deli meats. Freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like the juggalo masks myself. I thought that all the yeah. killer designs were cool looking. I dug that conceptually. I thought it was cool, the whole concept of it. And again, if you're comparing it to things like The Hunt and uh, Running Man, and I get all that. I agree with you. I I like the idea that this movie tried, and I'm saying tried, to take it as to in another in a newer direction by adding the VR element to it. I think there's a cool idea in there somewhere, but this execution maybe wasn't fully there. I mean, at the end of the day, I liked this movie, but a week from now, I'm not going to remember it. This is not going to be a movie that is going to stand out for me down the road as I'm flipping through Shutter again and be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. What else is on, you know? Um, when you put it on the list, I remembered it because uh, me and Andy already had this talk at the year-end episode <laughs> two years ago. Oh, well, I, I obviously for even forgot about that discussion. Huh? This is going to be how I so did I. Um, so, and so it just feels like there's a lot of cool things in here that could have made it an amazing movie that could be like one of my favorite movies of this decade or whatever, but it, it dropped the ball somewhere and I'm not exactly sure exactly where I think maybe Jason hit the hit it on the head for me as far as like, um, the fact that it is confusing because we're not, you know, as, as I, you know, and we don't need be told everything in movies, right? I understand that. And sometimes less is more, right? But when you have such an over-the-top concept like that, you're going to need to explain some things to us and not just leave it, leave us in the same position as these characters. And also, at the end of the day, the girls being hunted, I didn't really give two shits about. 
you know that that has a lot to do with it too like these car- these girls there's nothing that they're just so you know rep- you can just take one out and replace it with another one and i would not have known the difference so that makes me disconnect from the movie as well so that probably has something to do with it it's just too bad because I watched the tra- I watched the trailer and that's why I picked it. Oh, I bet the trailer was awesome. The trailer was great and that's what it really sucked me in. I'm like I'm seeing all these cool killers with masks. There's obviously you know some kills and some gore going on and there's obviously something else going on as far as this being some kind of game. And so I'm like sucked in with that and then it just it just it delivered things but it delivered them poorly, I guess maybe. I don't know. Um so at the end of the day, I liked it, but it's it's just gonna be lost in the shuffle down the road, you know, where it could have probably been something that could have been amazing. Anyway, that's that's my thing. But uh, Andy, what's our next movie? Our next movie comes to us from 2019, and it is called Yummy. Clinica Krovchek. Hi. We always help to make the world more beautiful. Are you on Yasops? Isn't it prohibited to drink coffee in a bar? He's professional. He's a new Swiss. What the fuck was that? Dr. Krovchek is a very brilliant surgeon. You're in the best place in perfect hands. Wait, stop. Stop immediately. We heal now what is it? If it is okay, we'll it is not Okay, Yummy is an orgy of blood, violence, and fun in which a young couple travel to a shabby Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery. And shabby is putting it very fucking mildly. Um, the young woman wants a breast reduction. Her mother comes along for yet another facelift. Wandering through an abandoned ward, the boyfriend stumbles upon a young woman gag and strap- gagged and strapped to an operating table. She is the result of an experimental rejuvenation treatment. 
He frees her, but he does not realize he just caused the outbreak of a virus that will change doctors, patients, and his mother-in-law into bloodthirsty zombies. Okay, like most zombie movies, there's not a lot of thinking involved once once things get going. You just, you know, you hold on and, and have fun. And that's exactly what I think this movie is. It's it's just fun. Um, it's it's basically you know you, your uh, your slapstick you know zombie comedy, but I mean it's got some great you know blood gore and and violence in it. Um, our poor our hero that's the boyfriend of the woman that's getting the breast reduction. I mean he's he's just such a lovable dimwit, yes. but he's such a he's he's such a klutz. He's but awesome. I mean, the cool, th- yeah, the cool thing about it is that you're you're rooting for him. You know, you you yeah. want this guy to win. Yeah, um, yeah man, yeah. I, and I, just, I felt so bad for him through the whole movie. It almost kind of right? ruined it for me. Um, it's like this poor guy can't catch a break. You know, I mean, yeah, he, he cannot catch a break, no matter you know. And right, he until wanted the to end. Be a, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which well, well I'll, I'll get to the end. Um, the you know, you've got uh, a lot of a lot of different characters in here. You know, of course, you have, you know, the doctors, you know, you, of course, in this case, you really can't ever you never really can trust a doctor in a zombie movie, can you? Um, he, he, they're not very trustworthy, but I mean, when they're when I mean, there was a scene when they're trying to um, make a uh, I guess a an antidote or whatever. Um great funny stuff there with like, you know, they're trying to chop his, the chop one of the doctor's arm off because he's infected. He raises the ax and then like the head of the ax just flies off. So he can't do that. And then (laughs) there's a great scene where he, the doctor just, you know, he says, fuck it. And he sticks his arm, I think like in a paper shredder. Um, and it just chews his whole damn arm off, which is great. Um, really great stuff. Um, yeah, there's there's a multitude of of really great um, kills and gore in in this movie. Um, however, I gotta say, you know, none of the stuff made me made me cringe until um, the girl gets her fingers caught in a manhole. Oh and, Jesus! Oh, yes, yeah. Ouch. And I was squirming in my. I was just like, oh Jesus Christ! The, oh man! And he's taking a piece of glass and he just and he cuts her fingers off and just like, oh my God, that's awful. Um, we we've got a you know, uh, there's a great car wreck scene that I don't want to spoil because I, I want some of our listeners to just watch this, but like, yeah, the, there's a blood spray where, where a head caves in, in, in a car crash. <laughs> well, and she, when she hits the guy with a car, which is just fucking gold. Um, really love this movie. Unfortunately, the ending with, with that I won't spoil unless you guys want to, but, um, so bleak. It's, <laughs> it's such a goddamn bummer, but, um, and I don't think it's, it doesn't make me hate the movie, but you're just like, oh man, they were so close. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. Um, literally like the worst hospital ever, you know, <laughs> it's just like, I think I would probably trust like the nurses from silent Hill <laughs> other than the, uh, the nurses in this, uh, 
hospital. But yeah, this is this is this is a gem. This is this is a good time. All right, I'll shut up now. What what did you guys think? I know um, for or, um, former guest and friend of the show, Brett. He re- he watched this one and recommend. It might have been one that he mentioned on what we watched when he was a guest on here or something. Oh, yeah. um, but it's yeah, I, I it takes a lot to make a zombie movie uh, enjoyable anymore, just because the market is so saturated. And they mm. succeed here. This is awesome. Um, the only thing I would say is that it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. I want to see like all I want. I want to see like way more like weird botched plastic surgery zombies or something. <laughs> right. Um, oh. But, but, I, <laughs> but it was it was, you know, some ridiculous scenes of frozen dicks or burning and frozen oh, dicks. God, awesome. God, that whole se- that whole Jesus. sequence was fucked. Um, <laughs> the tip of his dick hit the floor like a marble. Like a, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it sounded he, like a marble, too. <laughs> yeah. Why did it I mean, make a clunk sound like that. <laughs> yeah, it goes from you know a, a man getting a penis enlargement to burning it with hot water, I believe, like boiling water, then using catching it on fire, and then using a fire extinguisher to freeze it. I mean, he went through like hell on his dick, but um, yeah, he put yeah, like, I, this I, I, burning I, cream on it at first. Or something. <laughs> well, after he after he burned it with the boiling water, the girl was trying to help him. Thought it was like an ointment, and then she dropped a match on yeah. It was. It turned out it was very flammable gel of some kind, but um, just a pretty creative, fun zombie movie. I mean, a cool, a cool setting to put it in. Some really rad, you know, zombies. The one they use in all the on the poster and the promotion, like a half zombie, is pretty cool. Uh, I I thought it did a good job of making me anxious. Like when she was when they first get there, and he's very paranoid about this place. He's like right away. He's like, oh no, like we went to a shady hospital and so he's sort of going around checking on everything and tries to stop it. And it's like, we know what he knows, but obviously his girlfriend doesn't. And it's just like one of those things where I felt so bad for him. They did a great job of ramping up the anxiety of like, Oh shit. Oh shit. He's got to stop this. And then it goes all the way back through it again. Cause he wakes up and he's tied down to the bed and they're like, he had a panic attack and he has to go right back in. And they're like, don't you, we just sanitized everything again. We just got it clean. Don't. And, it, and it's like just, in movies where, I mean, they did such a good job where I'm just like, shut the fuck up and listen to what he has to say. Cause no one will listen uh-huh, to him. Yeah. He's not saying that like, you know, you guys are not good at your jobs or this is a shady hospital. He's trying to tell you there's a zombie in the other fucking room. Like, yep. And but no one, and it's very like frustrating. It's like when I have nightmares, it's like when <laughs> literally, like I have nightmares where I'm trying to tell somebody something and they won't listen, and it's like it, it drives me nuts. So, watching this in a movie, it really like amps up my anxiety, which you know, that's what it's made to do. It did it did its job well, yeah, for sure. And so, I picked this movie for the show because I was in a mood for just just a dumb, fun funny gory zombie flick and then that's what i got you know i didn't want anything with like some kind of like you know here's another zombie movie with a message or here's or a zombie heavy, movie. heavy political undertones or yeah. something yeah or here's another zombie yeah. movie where the humans are worse than the zombies you know I'm just those are the those are the tropes of zombie movies that i am tired of and played out i just want a freaking zombie movie where People are just being devoured by zombies and people are trying to survive and get away, you know, and, and that's what this was. 
It was definitely had some great funny moments. Yes, I, I totally, I totally felt so bad for the Michael character, and and it it just kept going downhill and downhill for him to the point where I'm like, is he gonna lose his girlfriend to this druggy guy that works at the hospital? Like, is this really gonna go this route? I mean, at that at that point where he couldn't kill. Um, his girlfriend's mother, because she was turning into a zombie, and then so she ended up having to do it. It just it, that felt like the flip moment for not only um, his character but for her character as well. Of like, mm-hmm. I'm done with you. You know, there's no there's no coming back from this. I'm done with you as a person uh, and as a boyfriend and all that. You know, because like from that moment on, everything he would do. Even when he tries to turn around and 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 be the hero, and he's trying so hard to be the hero, like he makes that bomb to blow the door off, and then she just walks up to it, and it's a sliding door, and no one realized it, <laughs> you know, which is hilarious. But I'm just like, oh, poor Michael, he's and trying yeah, so hard. Everybody throughout the movie's like, you know, what's she doing with you? She has a huge rack, which is I feel bad for both of them because yeah. it's like. One, all they can focus on about her is that she has a large chest, and two, that she's way out of his league because of her large chest. And it's like fuck right off, both yeah. like everybody, yeah. every like, yeah, yeah, it's Ex- frustrating. Exactly, and like, yeah, and you feel bad for him then, but I was I felt happy for him in the fact that no matter what everybody else thinks of him, they love each other, and she really does love him there there at the beginning. So when that turn happens, I'm like, oh no! And then I'm thinking to myself, please don't tell me he's they're going to turn him into like the David character from Shaun of the Dead, where where they're trying to make you hate him because he's such a bumbling idiot, and then he ends up like getting killed in a in a matter that would make us as an audience feel vindicated for dealing with his dumbness or whatever, but no, right. he, it, but he, they still try to, you know, keep going with him, you know, cause this is every action he did from then on out until, until the sewer was, um, he, they, everybody would just roll their eyes at, at him or would just, or even at one point it felt like they were like purposely trying to leave him behind, mm-hmm. you know, as they were making their way to the, to the sewer. So, yeah, so do you want to talk about getting anxiety? My anxiety was for poor Michael through the whole um, last half of the movie, and it just doesn't get any better for him, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like the the one vindication of all that is I feel like at least she came back around for Michael, and, you know, so... Hits him with a car. Well, mm. well, you know, but she didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, cool gore in it. A lot of, lot of gore. A lot of, lot of kills. You know, a lot of sick minds at work. This is a. Is this a German? Was this German? Is this a German film? I feel um, like maybe it was inspired from some. Where's the, some of the no uh, budget, Belgium? Oh, Belgium. Okay. Well, never Dutch. mind, man. Never mind then, but uh, um, but yeah, some sick stuff again. Yeah, the dude with the with the flaming penis and all that—that that was funny. <laughs> um, one of my one of my moments of like, oh my, was when when they walk into the like the first the so, like some of the characters' first discovery of the zombie epidemic is a zombie with its head under the gown of a girl in stirrups. What looks like they're this a guy going to town on her, but then pulls 
pulls back and there's all this like bloody, gory intestine mess that obviously came from the naughty parts. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this movie's going there. Okay, I'm on board. It's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, I agree Funny. with all those things. Uh, I had a, it's hard to like, um, Michael to not like, no one should have, no one should get to wear black and white checkered like that because it's just <laughs> going to be Beetlejuice guy. Like huh. I thought about him the whole time I saw him in that damn shirt. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, all the kills are great. Uh, the st- it was fun. It was crazy. It was, uh, there's probably a scotch too much, uh, CGI blood splatter. If we're being honest. Okay. Yeah. Cause there was a bunch, but, um, yeah, it was really creative and like you said, fun and sick fucks did this and that was great. Um, and I really liked it until the end and then fuck this movie. So I don't like it. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah. So this movie you can fuck the, off. The and, ending could and, totally ruin it for you. And it did. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it didn't for you, Andy. That's great. It did for me. So this movie uh, can oh. eat some shit. <laughs> it, I didn't like great. it. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't do that. So, um, oh, I also forgot to mention, I like the little zombie toad creature yeah, what the thing fuck in was, the jar. Uh, yeah, that was it was a creepy thing though. If yeah. you were to think about shit that's in those jars, mm-hmm. something to fucking wiggle at you, it'd be like fuck that. <laughs> yeah, and then he just just kind of existed in the movie for a while. It was pretty cool. Yep, but fuck this movie. <laughs> oh, I can't. We yeah, can't, sorry, we can't get into it. It'd be yeah. very spoilery. We can't. Okay, I think they figured it out. Those listening. <laughs> uh yeah. All right. Try not to spoil it, but. Well, I guess, that wraps it up, I guess, then, for <laughs> our look at Shutter Originals and Exclusives. Oh, there's so many good ones, too. Oh, yeah. We didn't even scratch the surface. Not just because they're our sponsor, but. Okay, so when I was picking movies for this, I, you know, I was like, oh, I love this one. We should watch that. Well, we've talked about it on the show. Oh, I love this one. We should. <laughs> yeah. watch. Oh, we talked about it. On the- so it was. It was hard. To, it was hard in that regard to pick movies for this episode, and I still ended up apparently picking movies that were talked about on the show <laughs> with the Furies. So, well, I only guess. two of us had seen it. So, yeah, just yeah. true. All right, so yeah, that wraps up uh, the movies portion of the show. But that's not all, folks. No, not by a long shot. We're oh, going to no. take a quick break. And when we come back, it'll be our segments portion of the show. For that, though, you're going to hear a promo for our very own podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN is home to 30 different shows, including Brett and Tony with Ash and Abe, which is a podcast where four friends come together to discuss a set topic and then go randomly off topic in ways we never imagined. So true. Mostly true. Because of Tony. Yeah, um, also, every other week they discuss rand- a random B-movie that they find on, well, Shudder. Uh, you can listen to Brett and Tony and all the other shows at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal 
providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the show. It's segments time here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. We're going to start out, as we always do, by turning the show over to you guys, the listeners. Here's Jason with shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! 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 All right, we just asked what your favorite Shutter Originals and exclusives were, and man, we got some goodies on our Facebook page. We got Jacob McLaughlin. He says, Bliss is the best vampire movie that I have seen in a while. The Beach House is a blast of an eco-horror movie. That is a good one, yeah. Is, yeah. Host was also an effective little horror movie that was way better than it had any right to be. True. And while it's not te- technically a Shutter original and a, a Shutter exclusive, uh, One Cut of the Dead is one of my favorite movies of the last five years. Yes. Hell, yes. Yep. Yes, that's an example of two things I've brought up on this episode. One, loving movies about making movies, and two, (laughs) dumb zombie movies. That that are fun. That are fun, yeah. Yep. We got this guy named Brian Clark. He says, I'll second Bliss. It was a lot. Yes. It was like a lost Skip Inspector script. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Scare Me was an originally uh, was an incredibly clever way to do an anthology horror for no money. Love that movie. Yeah, ditto. So true. And Vicious Fun was a blast. Yes. And he said VHS ninety four had a pretty dreadful wraparound, but most of the segments were excellent. I can agree with all that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Don and Ellie says Impedigore and the Queen of Black Magic. If they count, I get lost in the original's exclusive debate and never mind never remember for sure uh they were absolutely amazing and among some of my favorites of the past few years um i've been really wanting to see him pedagore i just yep um other than that maybe vhs 94 and hellbender uh, would be included as as the majority haven't impressed me that much and i find to hover around the above average range for most part for the most part, with the vast majority of this year's output to not be worth that much. Come on, Don. It's out there. It's in there. There's a lot of good stuff, Don. Yep. Uh, over in our Facebook group, we got Attacker Hot Rod Hutchinson says, The last drive-in is the greatest. Hell to the yeah. Some of my favorite Shutter original movies are Terrified, Yummy, oh, great. Yep. Scare Package, Hell yeah. The Mortuary Collection, yes. Slacks, Vicious Fun, and Fried Berry. <laughs> all, all great. Uh, yeah. Shudder is the greatest. Way to go. You're right, huh? Good list. And then Attacker Rose, she left a comment. She says, there are so many amazing shows and movies Shudder puts out. I'll, so I'll keep it simple and choose two of my all-time favorite Shudder originals. Psycho Gorman yeah. and Fried Berry. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's Those a, that's a double feature right oh. there, folks. Yes. 
Wait, I think Psycho Gorman was just an exclusive, so it probably doesn't count. It counts, it Rose. Counts. It does. Holy crap, those are good ones. Even even when Psycho Gorman came out on DVD, it still has a little shutter logo it's at a, the beginning. It's a shutter of it. production, I think, so Yeah. And then I, go off. Uh we didn't have anything on Instagram, but the really cool thing is our pals at Shutter, they uh retweeted us on Twitter. Oh, and, cool. And oh, we nice. got so many fucking comments. Okay, here we go. Uh, we got Groovesifer at Groovesifer uh, Blood Quantum Z. Or Blood Quantum yeah. Z. Okay. Host, Scare Me, The Cleansing Hour, The Mortuary Collection, The Queen of Black Magic, Slacks, <laughs> Friedberry, Caveat, Super Deep, Vicious Fun, and The Boy Behind the Door. Um, I think I've seen all those. Yeah. Andrew Gnaley uh, says, host was good. Sure was. We got yeah. Keith Uh He says, summer of 84 is my favorite movie on Shudder and one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Heck yeah, Keith. Yeah. Totally. Uh, we got Infernoian. Oh, my gosh. I should have had Mike do this. Uh, at He'd do so much better. I know. Unrulian. L-Y-A-N. Anyway, he, uh, they say, uh, Satanic Panic. If it's, uh-huh. if for yeah. the drill dough alone. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have a Dollar Tree, shout out to Godzilla near you, you can find that on Blu-ray for a dollar. Right Holy now. shit. Satanic Panic. Yeah. Freaking... I get so tired of these posts on Facebook of Dollar Tree finds, and then I go to mine, and it's all Woody mm. Allen movies. I know. <laughs> we got Barry Hoggard at B. Hoggard says, Carol Kane vibes in this. Oh, he must be record- uh, post before that. I'm reading them backwards. Um, where was I? Uh, Jason Beam at Jason Beam 14 says, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Is that that you and Justin Beam's love child? Yes. It kind of looks like us in his picture, too. Uh, Kentucky Conjurer at KY Conjurer says, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched and All the Moons. All the Moons was visually stunning and the story was engrossing. That's uh, twice now. Add I don't it, think I've seen it. to the list. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, that's one I haven't seen. Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Uh, we got Nate Anderson at, oh gosh, that's a long word, uh, at <laughs> Xander6981 says, Mayhem is my favorite. Yes. A great watch, especially mm. after a tough day at the office. C for me was a decent update on the classic Audrey Hepburn thriller, Wait Until Dark. Wow. Ooh. We got Baron Von Gulo. At Baron Von Gulo says, I love, love the in- ingenuity of host, the writing and acting in Scare Me, and the sheer WTFness of Fried Berry. I also dared myself to watch Terrified, since the fake head in the poster is so terrible, and I ended up loving that too. It's good. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Freaky. better than that. Oh, poster. yeah. So good. It. It doesn't, it's not, the name in the movie is not false advertising. We'll say that. Yeah, for real, for real. All right, well, that's not all. We got a voicemail. Holy balls. I know. From this guy. 
here it is. Hey, attackers, attacker Brian here, podcast listeners, uh, fellow friends, kind of becoming family. You guys got to listen to me every two weeks on this phone call. And it sounds like this week we're talking about Shutter exclusives. And when we talk about Shutter exclusives, I think everybody on the podcast knows I'm going with The Last Drive-In. I love The Last Drive-In. I love Joe Bob. I love Darcy. I have a Patreon-exclusive Joe Bob shirt. I have dolls that I just got, two plushies that I spent 60 bucks on. So I have to go with The Last Drive-In. I love uh, tweeting along with Tad on Friday nights, falling asleep on the couch because I'm old and I stay up way too late. I hope you guys enjoyed The Last Drive-In. And all the other amazing stuff Shutter's putting out for us, Psycho Gorman. I mean, there's just a list that you could go on and on. But I go with the last ride. Then. Hope everybody has a good week. Bye. Hey, thanks, Godzilla. Brian's right. He is just like family. With just like family, we don't answer his calls. We just let him go to That's Oh, well, y'all can be like family and leave your voicemail at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP and we'll ignore your shit too. <laughs> All right. That is shout outs. Uh, and if you don't, we'll just disown you. <laughs> that's true. It's possible. Spe- You're out of the will. Speaking of disowning. We're not done yet. One more segment to go. It's time for Insane's Picks. For this Insane's Picks Hall of Fame, we induct an actor from the golden age of B-movies. He was never able to escape the role that put him on the map of Kelton the Cop. Nor do I think he wanted to. So for this insane's picks, we induct Edward regular Paul Marco. Paul was born and raised in Los Angeles. He planned on being an actor his whole life. Uh, he took dancing and singing and drama lessons in high school. Uh, and he did started doing a lot of stage work. His stage work caught the attention of the TV psychic Criswell, who predicted on his show that Marco would go far in the movie business. And much like most of Criswell's predictions, that didn't quite happen. <laughs> A showbiz friend introduced Marco to Criswell and uh, also introduced him to producer-director Ed Wood Jr., who made Marco part of his entourage and cast him in several of his movies, mostly as the bumbling Kelton the Cop. Paul appeared as Kelton the Cop in three of Ed Wood's movies, including Bride of the Monster from 1955, Plan 9 from Outer Space in 1957, and Night of the Ghouls in 1959. Paul never really made it far as an actor beyond Ed Wood movies. I mean, he played a couple of TV appearances in, mi- in minor roles and also had a small part in the film The Young Savages in 1960. He did more work behind the scenes, however. He worked in the art department as a property man for different movies. Uh, Later in life, he founded his own fan club and would go to shows and conventions, signing autographs as Kelton the Cop. He would even reprise his role as Kelton in The Naked Monster in 2005. Sadly, however, uh, Paul Marco passed away in 2006. 
just as he was hoping to make his big comeback. Thanks to Kelton the Cop, Edwood's films became one of the first connected cinematic universes. You're welcome, Marvel. <laughs> so for that and making us laugh as the bumbling Kelton the Cop, we induct Paul Marco into this Insane's Picks Hall of Fame. And that is it, folks. That concludes another fantabulous episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Okay, Shudder, did we talk about you enough on this episode? <laughs> Can you keep sponsoring the show, please? All right. And again, if you have not signed up for Shudder yet and this episode didn't convince you, get the free month from us at Attack of the Killer Podcast by putting in that promo code AOTKP. Dude, seriously, we barely even scratched the surface of Shudder with all these titles tonight. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So please check them out. Thanks again for listening, and we really appreciate it. And also special thanks to the attackers for keeping the show alive. You too can be an attacker by going to jointheattackers.com. All right, well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Attack of the Killer Podcast. See you later. Oh, no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer.